Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Click the raise hand option to speak with the attorney. Keep your cameras on to get the priority. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is Tuesday. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy Noon PC has been conducting Zoom or conference call from past 10 years every working day. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please let our team know you're a newcomer and put your camera on. Uh, hi, all. Thank you, Rahul, for taking my question. So mm-hmm. I am in a situation wherein uh, I was working for employer A and I got mm-hmm. two offers, employee B and C. And mm-hmm. uh, the transfer process kicked off for both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, employee employer B, they came up with the approval first. Mm-hmm. And for employer C, they had some internal process, etc., and it took some time. And mm-hmm. uh, it got approved like uh, before two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meanwhile, what has happened is I joined employer B because theirs was like first approved. And then uh, I got like two two to three pay slips already from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so now uh, can I switch to employer C? Uh, Absolutely, you can. No problem. You're under no trouble and you don't even have to inform them that you join employer B, at least right now. Uh, I didn't inform them. Yeah, employer C is another. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Just move on to employer C. You'll be fine. No problem with it. Uh, no issues because I got some payments from employer B. Um, Absolutely not. You have a H1B approval with company B. You're legally entitled to work for company B. Absolutely not a trouble. Next person, please. Thank you so much. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi. Thanks, Rahul, take, for taking my call. My question is related to uh, converting my EB2 uh, green card processing to EB1C. I became a manager uh, last year, and that has been updated or amended with USCIS. My attorney says, current attorney says that it's a big hassle or he does not want to do it. Uh, uh, What's the possibility if I move to Canada okay. for a year? So wait, wait. You are you? Did you work for the company outside the country? I would. I can work for the company for next one year to meet the condition for EB1C. But you don't yeah. meet the condition at all unless you work outside the country. Even though you have moved into, even though you moved into a. Uh, even though you you moved into the, uh, the higher role, though you definitely are not eligible unless 
EB1C requires that you must work for a company outside the country for more than one year. Yeah, that's the question, meaning I'm, I'm researching this so I can move to Canada on the same position with the same reporting structure, and then I can come back and apply, meaning ask uh, for EB1C promotion? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know whether you're, you're eligible for the managerial position that you are, EB1C, the higher level position that you're speaking, I don't know. But okay. it's a must requirement that you must work outside the country. Without okay. that, you can't. You must be, you may be managing 1,000 people, okay? Mm -hmm. Still, mm -hmm. you're not eligible for EB1C unless you go and work for them outside the country for one year and come back. But if I work, then I will be eligible. It is just one of the requirements, okay? To okay. tell you a simple thing. Okay. For you to get a green card, you must not murder somebody, okay? <laughs> I see. Does that mean that everybody who did not murder, I am eligible, I'm going to get an AB1C? No. That is just one of the requirements that you must work outside the country. The position must be very higher level position. There are a lot of other requirements. That's one of the requirements. Okay? Okay. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for uh, conducting this. So I have a question on like uh, filling like uh, 529, I mean 539 for H4 uh, document. So my wife has like multiple employers uh, she worked. So did we need to report like uh, both the employers like while filling the additional information like where like the 5D place? Um, where, where are we filling this information? Multiple employers? So, so, you know, right, like the I-539, like we, we, there is a space in the additional information, like where we have to provide like uh, the employer information, like what she was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, she just need to be said that she's employed under employment authorization in I-539. She don't have to mention all the employers. So let's oh. say if she's employed with Pepsi, Coca-Cola, AT&T, she doesn't have to mention employed based on the employment authorization, whether it's a EAD or H1B, whatever it is, okay? You don't okay. have to list all the companies. Name. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Thank you. Thanks. For um, just, uh, just a little bit pause, guys. Uh, if anybody doesn't, uh, there are some lawyers in our office, we're trying to train them. If anybody doesn't have access to the uh, uh, access to the uh, Google she Word document, please let me know, guys. Next person, please. Harish. Hi, Rahul. Good morning. Uh, thank you for uh, taking time to answer my question. Uh, my question is, uh, this is regarding F1 OPT for my wife. She applied for OPT and she got the approval and uh, the card was mailed to our address. But what happened is USPS couldn't identify our address and they, they kept it with them for a, for a couple of days before and we went and took it from them. So we have the OPT now, but uh, what's happening is uh, the status in uh, US, USCIS says that card is being sent back to uh, the sender. So, yeah. Do you have the card or you don't have the card? We have the card now. That's fine. You ignore it, what it says. You have the card, that's it, celebrate. Open a champagne. You. <laughs> you ignore what they say. Next person, please. Mm -hmm. Didi, we can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, thank you so much for taking the question. So I am on my initial H1 and uh, it ends in April 2023. 
and uh, I have this uh, visa appointment in Toronto in uh, January. And uh, I just want to, uh, and my, since it's uh, less than six months for my initial OPT and extension is being filed by my employers, um, the attorney suggested uh, I get the extension uh, done before I leave. So I just wanted to make sure if I can uh, use the existing appointment and uh, DS-160 that I already filled, or do I have to make any updates and changes to the DS-160? How so, would it so work because of very so less? So you are going, you are going for stamping for the STEM extension. Uh, stamping for initial H1 actually. I didn't apply for extension yet. Okay, I'm a bit confused. Sorry about that. So you have. Uh, I have my initial H1B. Uh -huh. Go ahead. H1B. Okay. Uh, and it ends in April 2023, and my. Uh, company is filing for extension right now but i asked them if i could wait until i get the stamping they suggest i do it before uh and then like on premium and then uh, get that stamp together so would i have yes. to make any changes to my ds160 can i use the existing no. appointment no you, you can use the what existing about appointment. you can use the existing what about appointment? the i7 if you can is if you can change the i797 number there that would be good yeah, for DS-160, I'll have to make an, a new DS-160. I cannot change it, uh, change the one existing. So you cannot go log into DS-160 and change the I-797 number right now? Yeah, uh, I checked that. I didn't get my I-797, but they said once you have an, any changes, you'll have to uh, file a new DS-160. Or can I, someone, someone also said I can go to the appointment no, and you mention can, that. No, you can go to the appointment. You can go to the appointment and edit the 797. Oh, in uh, when I'm in the interview? Okay. No, so no, no. I no, won't have any no, issues no, no, with. No, no. Oh. You can log into the DS one sixty and change I seven nine seven number there. Okay. So once I have it, if, what if it is too yeah. late by the time uh, I receive the extension approval? Then you would email it to them, and you will at the time when you provide the H one B, you provide them the, with the new I seven nine seven. They ask you for I seven nine seven when you do the Dropbox. Uh, no, um, not Dropbox. It's uh, the extension. Sorry, the initial H one is. Like in person, I have in January. Yeah, then you take it with you. Right. Okay. Okay. Why are, yeah. why are you getting though? Uh, because you're still eligible for Dropbox. Uh, for the initial H1, am I eligible? I I wasn't yeah, sure. You're, you are eligible for Dropbox. And uh, in Canada, there is no Dropbox option. Ah, uh, you're speaking about Canada. Okay, I got the point. Okay. Yeah. yeah then you have to you have to provide them the H1 approval. Okay. New then but I need to update. Uh, DS-160 user, right? Right, right. Next person, please. Thank you. Abhi? Hey, uh, good morning, Rahul. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a question regarding uh, my parents' uh, B2 extension. Uh, uh -huh. I just uh, filed a paper application uh, sent to the USCIS, but uh, uh -huh. I forgot to sign one of the form, uh, which is authorization for the credit card transaction. Uh, so what should I do? Uh, do I need to send a new one or what should be the next steps? Uh, file it again. Okay, send a new packet one 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 more time. Yeah, but you can you can file an extension. You can file an extension online too. Uh, but like uh, if we have a co-applicant, they it said like to file a I paper know. application. I I got the point though. There are two ways though. When you file a paper application, there are fifty percent of the time you mess up just like the way you messed up. Sometimes <laughs> saving the money is not important. Okay. Okay. If I were you, I would just file online. You don't know. After one month, they will reject you on some small reason. Just file it online. It will be easier for you. Okay. Just like the way oh. you did a mistake. 
when so another file that comes is we do not recommend B2 extensions though at all because okay. it may end up with the passport visa denial though. If the B2 extension gets denied, the passport visa is automatically denied if they're in the country at that time. The second thing is that if at the time of biometrics, they leave the country and they're not there, and that will be a denial for the B2. Once that will be a denial of B2, the entire passport visa will become invalid. That means that then they have to go for the stamping again and get the stamping and come back. I normally avoid B2 extensions. Okay. Yeah. I think there is an emergency. That's why we are doing an extension. Yeah. You're cutting the, you know, what we have in the old principle is right. Golden duck laying the, you know, it's laying the golden eggs. You're sacrificing the duck. That's about it. You choose your choice. Next person, please. Yeah. Uh, Hi, Rahul. Thanks for uh, accepting my question. Uh, Rahul, I am on L1 visa and uh, I recently got my H1 approved on 10-27. But then uh, I was unaware that the max of date for, of L1 would be carried out to H1. And so I got a limited validity notice along with I-797C. So is there a chance that uh, I can... When you, say I-797, when you say I-797C... You mean to say you got the H1 approval without the I-94? Yeah. Why did you do that? And how long is the H1 valid? Now you know it's a six-year limit, including the L1. How, how long is it valid? Yeah, it's just, I just got it for like till August 2023. It may be still worth for you to move on to H1B, ma'am. One reason is that you are technically not counted toward the H1B number. Okay, you're technically not counted toward the H1B number. You're counted toward the H1B number in two circumstances. One, when you get a passport stamping of H1B. Two, when you get an I-94 and you work on H1B in United States. You neither got it. So the whole drama that you did for the H1B, you defeated the whole purpose of it. You're not counted toward H1B. What good it is? Andi, Bundi, Alwa, Laddu, It's not worth for you. So I want you to transfer it to H-1B and stay on H-1B. The reason is that the company that bought you an L-1 is not filing your green card, is it right? Yeah. Eventually, I know you want to stay in this country. You can move to that company, file a green card application and extend it. Even if you can't extend it by August of 2023, though, if the I-140 comes at a later date, for example, maybe it will come in January of 2024, you can still come back and H1B, but not L1 cannot be done in that way. So you need to be careful and probably it's worth for you to have a consultation, Sushmita. Next person, please. Uh, hi, Rahul. I, uh, uh, my name is Vasantan. I may have come for like two more sessions. I don't know if you remember my case. Uh, I'm the uh, person on F1 visa on STEM OPT and I'm applying for EB1A. And uh, you had suggested actually that I do the margarita switch to actually get my uh, unauthorization problem uh, taken care of. I just have one small question over that topic. Uh, my F1 visa, has, like you know, as you know, like it's expired, but I still have my uh, authorization valid. Should I have to get a visitor visa for Mexico or not? Because the website says like if I have a valid you have to get a F1 visa, you have to get a you have to have a visitor visa to go there. Okay, got it, got it. So apply it online, get it properly, and then go right. I don't know how it works out in Mexico. Got it. But I need a visa to get in. That, that's the main point, right? That's right. That's right. 
Next person, please. Vikram. Uh, hello, uh, Rahul Gar. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yes, I can. Sir, Namaskar, Rani. Naapir Vikram. Green card ochindi. Thank you for your useful tips. Example, birth certificate, one video, or so many things. Uh, from the bottom of the heart, uh, we appreciate your free help. Okay. Uh, next question. Thank you. Wish you best of luck, Vikram. Yeah, wish you best of luck, Vikram. Go ahead. क्वेश्चन नीन ग्रेड एंप्लायर टू वैट पेजेस मेद अमेंट एंप्लायट अग्रीमेंट लैटर no it's yeah. it is not a blanket it has the uh, content the content heading is amendment to employment agreement that is it mm -hmm. and it has a some several paragraphs so mm -hmm. a paragraphs lo i'll cheppina main point entante employee ganaka financial support i want you i want you to do one thing i am i i can only speak about immigration anything contracts i recommend this other lawyer that i send you a link okay have a consultation with me as far as the immigration is concerned if you leave the employment they cannot cancel your green card period it will not have any problem with your citizenship as far as the contract is concerned vikram i don't know okay and i wish you best of luck on it but i i'm not a contracts lawyer next person please rahul yeah hi uh, thank you for the opportunity um so my company is filing my h1 h1 sorry h4 and h4 ead extension in premium this week um so i think but since since my wife's uh, h4 is also expiring in december we are trying to do the uh, go to mexico and come back um but one of the thing that our attorney mentioned was that while we are in mexico if her h4 extension is approved then um she cannot come back in the us she would have to uh, go back to india and get a visa and then only come back um through an interview no. and everything so no sir so okay, if that, her i94 is expiring in december what date 19th and if she goes travels to mexico and she comes back this before december 19th even if the h4 is approved when she is outside the country she will have no problem none whatsoever at all in coming into united states however though if the h4 is approved when she is outside the country and she comes back and if they mexico if the us authorities don't give an extension though you may have to file an extension online again that's the only problem she will have so would we would she have to do the extension online while she's out of the country or no when she comes back okay so then she we but at least she'll be able to uh, let she will be to the us if she is coming before december 2000 before december 19th of 2022 she will have no problem none whatsoever at all in coming back into united states okay 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 even and if the extension a, is approved a, even if the extension is denied doesn't matter okay and the other thing they mentioned i mean i know this is the the automatic revalidation which is where this is the process we wanted to do 
our attorney said that uh, the uh, agent at the during the port of entry will not give her if i mean this is assuming if the application is still pending they said that they will not give her an i94 updated even if we do the mexico trip and come back she would get an i94 only till the date of um, her current uh, link uh, her current uh, december 19 um, december 19 2022 only 2% to 5% of the time that will happen 95 to 98% of the time she will get the extension so is that something that we need to tell the attorney or the person at the port of entry for them to give you, us the based off of my extension she has to show the h1b approval to the person and request it i want you to watch this video okay right right okay i i think that so that was i think based off of your video itself we had asked them this question yeah. and they completely okay. said no Next and we were video. like wow okay, thank you yeah the responses are there in the video there next person please Ben. Hey Rahul, uh, thanks for taking my call. So I came to United States in uh, 2006 uh, on F1, never left, but I have been legally staying in uh, H1B. We got our EAD and AP recently. Uh, we haven't used it, but the question I have is, uh, would I be eligible to uh, for Dropbox because I haven't? had a stamping since 2006 why do you need to go to dropbox you have an advance parole yeah the reason is uh, i had a dui in 2014 which i cleared it with uh, you know uh, uh, they gave me a sentence on one day yeah. i cleared all of it uh, i cleared yeah. all of it in 2014 it's cleared right okay. so now my question is can i travel with that on uh, you know uh, ap when i come back uh, what would be the consequences given the case um you can travel on advance parole back into this country and they would not deny me uh no, they would not because deny of that entering your registry yeah it's actually going there will be an extra trouble for you to get the visa stamping because you know you have to go to the medical thing yeah and uh, because i haven't been there uh, it would be an in person interview rather than a drop box okay absolutely it's an in person interview yeah for yeah, no, my, my no only... reason for you No, no reason for you to go for stamping. Absolutely no reason for you to go for stamping. And when I come back, when they do the biometrics, there is no reason for them to stop me because of that case, right? Make sure you have all port- documentation, and I have a consultation to show all the documentation because there has to be clear documentation that the case has been dismissed. All certified copies, and when you go get the certified copies, get a dozen or six certified copies at one time. because you're going to get paid $50 for it i would rather pay $250 get six uh, half a dozen copies everybody can give a handover just like the way we hand over popcorn here is one you give it to okay because you need it when you go for the interview you need it when you get a citizenship you need the original copies of it okay okay thank thanks rahul that's all i had next person please i have some time after the after 12 o'clock guys so if you want to leave any questions please leave questions in the chat to everyone not to me personally because to everyone and we'll try to answer it next person please rishi hello sir yes go ahead sir i actually had a doubt regarding f1 visa mhm go ahead so texas a&m university and okay due to some unfortunate reasons i got expelled from the university but i have got the admit from ut arlington now 
but i have come back to usa uh, sorry india so okay. how should i proceed like my service is in the process of termination so how should i proceed your service from texas a and m is in the process of termination or was yes. it already terminated you can't no it's in the process but it can't be transferred now because i i had meetings with iss texas anm they said that they will not be able to transfer my service to the another university okay and how long it's been that you have been in india now so i came in india uh, on 29th of november which year uh 2022 29th of november 2022 has not happened yet sorry 29th of october sorry okay there is a 5 months exception okay that if you are outside the country for less than 5 months on f1 visa you are able to you can be able to come back but i want you to consult a lawyer before you do that there is an exception available and i am not the right lawyer for it you can choose one of our non immigration lawyers in our office they will be able to guide you how to come back and which university you join now i have got admit from ut arlington which is a good university university of texas i'm 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 pretty aware of arlington university university of texas at arlington it's a good university yeah. not like cumberland campus but you can you can come back yeah. but you, i want you to make an appointment there is a process for the 5 months exception of going outside the country so, and coming back from a different university so, with a different yeah. service number uh yeah so i have one more doubt like uh the iss of ut arlington said that my service can't be re like it can't be done into reinstatement i got it because i, I have come uh, back we will we'll, okay. i i will will we'll, we'll, it's better to have a consultation and the lawyer will go through whole thing if you are able to come in you are able to come in otherwise you'll have to get a stamping we'll go to the next person ankit hey rahul uh, thank you so my my uh, green card ed is in progress and i might get it in like couple of months so i'm not planning to use it but i'm planning to be stay on h1b so if i want to change my employer and maintain my h1b just like transfer my h1b and not use ead like uh, what will happen to my green card file like it's just like i have to carry my 485 adjustment uh, j while i'm getting my green card interview or and what are the issue I'm, definitely I if there is if you want let's say you're working with pepsi and you want to transfer to coca cola and you want to maintain the h1b coca cola need to file a h1b transfer before you join coca cola you already know the rule now what do you need to do to transfer the 485 application from pepsi to coca cola what you need you don't have to do anything or you can do something called 485j supplement though a lot of companies are choosing not to do i mean it's not absolutely essential for you to file a 485j supplement before you move to coca cola it's not essential remember if you are an h1b and you want to move from pepsi to coca cola you have to file a h1b with coca cola before you join coca cola you know that rule is right i don't have yep. to explain it but right. when it comes to the 485j supplement there is nothing like you have to file the 485 485j before you move you can file it before you can file it afterwards you don't have to even file it 
They may issue an RFE. At that point of time, you have to file it. When you go for the interview, you need to take the 485J. The new, uh, new company. That the is right. Company. That okay. is right. Okay. But there is no absolute requirement that you have to do it right now. Before you join, there's no rule. Okay, like by doing this, like, am, am I running into any any kind of issues of like losing my green cup file or any other issues? I no, 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 no. You're not doing anything. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're not Thanks you're not risking anything. Thank you. Next person, please. This will be the last person, and uh, you can post the questions to me in the chat, guys. I will try to answer it. Aditi. Hi, sir. Uh, my husband's H-1B has been, uh, so he has received an email yesterday for his approval for H-1B extension, but he has not received his receipt yet. And we are planning to have a trip to Mexico via cruise this weekend. Wait, 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 wait. When, hmm. you're, you're saying your husband's H-1B extension has been approved. Yes. Yes. And but you don't have the approval with you. When is his correct H1B expiring? Uh, it is expiring on February 2023. Okay. So what about your H4 though? Uh, I was waiting for his approval to come so that I can have my extension filed. Okay. So if you if you guys don't get the if you guys don't get the H4 approval, okay, if mm -hmm. you don't get the H1B approval by this weekend, mm -hmm. okay, by this weekend, you both guys can go and come back. Okay. But once the H1 approval comes in the hand, you go again. Mm -hmm. That's one thing you can do. Okay. Okay. Okay, so if we go right now, we would have a Ryan 94 only until 2023, but not until 2023. Yeah, and then, but you need to make the next trip before, he needs to make an extra before February 2023 so okay. that he can show it and come back again. Okay? Okay. That's so one thing. Second, yeah. second thing is mm -hmm. that you can take the online printout of the H1B extension that your husband received it. Okay. Okay. And say okay. that, look, officer, we got the extension. It's not in my hand. You don't, you technically don't need original too. Even if the company can email you the original H-1B approval, okay, that'll be good enough for him. Okay. Even though it's very hard to access the emails in the cruise, which I know it'll be tough. Just pay five, yeah. $10 and get that thing and then take it with you. Perfect. And if that is the case, he did not refile his H-1B, right? It, my H-1B. No, refiling is... Refiling oh. is definitely not an option. That's all he, he may have to make one more trip to Mexico. That's oh, the maximum that he has to do. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Okay. I'll go with one more caller and then I'll go to questions. Last caller. Hi, uh, this is Varsha. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Uh, so, sir, I have a question regarding the birth certificate that needs to be submitted along with my AOS application. Uh, mm -hmm. So, we have an issue as in, um, in my uh, daughter's birth certificate. The name is... Mm -hmm mentioned in initials like her passport name it is all expanded and in, in her birth certificate it's all initials like i think that is a norm back in our uh, hometown they'll give only initials mm -hmm. like her name is specified mm -hmm. as lakshmi ku instead of lakshmi kanyarakai Unni. so do i need to submit any affidavit to uh, as the alternate document 
in this I would not do the submission of the affidavits or alternative documents at this point of time because Lakshmi is her name is right you're speaking of the additional name is what you're speaking about so okay, right. um, what I recommend to you is just submit the birth certificate right now and okay. collect the documents like affidavits Aadhaar card, PAN card, ration card, election card, and certain school certificates and all those things. I've given a list of that in the web link to you. Okay. okay. And I want uh, you to collect all that information. The, I gave it to you, to everybody in the chat. Okay. Sure, sure. And don't so submit the, them. Only if there's an RFE, you submit those things. Okay. So, sir, the issue is in all her certificates back in Kerala, it's all in initials. We don't have anything other than the passport, which has the expanded name. So wherever you it? can find it, where, wherever you can find it. Okay. Um, like for example, in Aadhaar card also, it's Lakshmi, SV. No, she is just 12 years old. So, um, uh, well, not that so there's no, yeah, wherever, wherever you can see the full name, you can submit those documents. Okay. So currently I have only the passport and I can do that at that point of time. Is that right, sir? Yeah. But I don't know whether you have even seen the list of the documents I sent you to. Okay. Okay. I'll take a look, sir. And another question okay. on this regard, uh, this is on my husband's birth certificate. So in my husband's birth certificate, the mother's name, um, is not mentioned complete. It has only the first part of the name. No, so, no problem. You're good. No problem with it. Okay. Thank they would even issue an RFA for it. Okay. Then. Okay. okay. I'm going Thank to go to the sir. questions guys for the next five minutes. I'll try to answer the questions. Um, our date is current for one year. A lot of people are confused when the date is current for one year. Will, will you get the extension? You can still get the extension, but it's only going to be one year extension. Um, our AOS is pending for more than one year. Not keen on suing USCIS. Refiling same AOS again is it detrimental? I would not suggest you do that. I would suggest you sue the USCIS. Uh, Nisha Patel. Um, Prior date is March 2014 for H5 filed in October 2020. Direct EB3 application current status is H1B question. If I use the EAD, do I have an option to start new EB2 application? Absolutely, you can still start the new EB2 application even though you use the EAD. The only thing is that instead of refiling the 485 application, you can do interfiling of the 485 application. That's the only minus point, which is not a big thing, Nisha. If I were you, I am going to use the EAD. Uh, where can I find the recording uh, to refer back? I don't know. My team, Gayatri, will tell whether we have a recording or what the story about it is. Sridhar Jaligama, my GC is approved in EB1B category. I'm going to leave my sponsor employer in two months. Will there be any negative consequences such as reporting USA that will affect GC when I have I just received? Absolutely not a problem. You can now flip a burger in McDonald's and you can be a Microsoft CEO. You can be a lawyer like me, but what you cannot be is a drug dealer. Um, Santil Kumar, uh, our EBC, um, EB1C485 has been transferred from Texas services to another office last week, but e and DP has not been approved yet. Any thoughts, please? Well, if your I-140 is approved, I mean, everything is going fine. I don't know when you have filed the 485 application. But if it's more than one year and your I-140 is approved, you may want to consider suing the USCIS. Gokul, uh, prior to date is October 2020, uh, filed 485 in 7-1-2020. Uh, 
Move to NBC, dependent for spinners, prudent, primary is still pending. Primary 765 is still pending. Can we expect 765 by end of 2022? Yeah, you can expect it by end of 2022. Sometimes it may take a longer time. Um, uh, if you want to sue the USCIS, you can, but otherwise there's not much you can do about it. Um, as of March 2022, perm application has been processed. Approvals being received. The DOL site still shows February, which is the same as previous month. My perm was applied in March 6th. So I don't understand what your question is. Um, yeah, you should be getting approval pretty soon. That's all I can tell. They update the website a little bit later, guys. Jane, how long can some someone with a pending AOS EB2 uh, can stay outside the US without being considered as abandoning the abandoning the AOS. If it is four months, that is fine. If it's more than four months, I would strongly recommend that you contact a lawyer. Uh, thank you guys for coming in. The next conference call will be tomorrow. Uh, for the people in our office, guys, we're going to send a link of Zoom to you. Uh, you need to join that uh, link so that we go over the things for training purposes. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.